Bring on down to Ricky's place Where the girls are refined And the men have good taste A subtle joke A touch of class Poured in a tall martini glass Let's swing them down to Ricky's Down to Ricky's Welcome to Rick's Martini Bar. This is Jerry McCarty here with the lovely Kelly Moroni. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm freezing. I'm freezing, too. We are in Los Angeles, California, but it is extremely cold today. Yes, everyone's going to laugh at us. I know. That's true. We're a bunch of babies. But we are celebrating (laughs) our our anniversary. Happy anniversary, Kelly. Happy anniversary, (laughs) Jerry. More so for you, actually. Right. 200 episodes of Rick's Martini Bar, and Kelly's been around for 60 I, I haven't counted, but I've been around for a whole year, More than a year. and I'm honored to be part of it. I feel like really uh-huh. like I'm part of it now. So we're just going to talk a little bit about the about our Rick's Martini Bar show. We'll live mm-hmm. through some uh, <laughs> <laughs> interesting shows, moments, uh, whatever. But um, first of all, Kelly Maroney, why we're so lucky to have you? But why did you? Why do you do this? What do you get out of this? <laughs> Well, I, I have a lot of fun doing it, and and the, you know, I mean, all the way back in Night of the Comet, the first thing I did was go on the radio oh, as Samantha, my character. So it's always been in my blood. That's good. And I just think it's I'm honored that you asked me to do it, and then I started having so much fun that. And Kelly brings in most of our guests because a lot of them are people that she knows or people that she's. Knows somebody who knows somebody, so yeah. So Kelly brings a lot of great guests in for us, and uh, that's great. So, uh, what, what is it that makes you want to keep doing this, Jerry? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was actually thinking about this, about why I'm doing this thing with 200, and this is something that I do. I just like to do stuff. And this is one of the things that I really like to do. And what I like most about it, which is, I think one of my good qualities, is I like things that I don't know. I like about. to learn. I, I, I always learn something every show we right. do that I didn't know before. And I so like it expands. It. Yeah. And, and you at least know show business. I know nothing about it. That's when, not when true. Talking, <laughs> this stuff. You know stuff. About what they do. And how they get started and all this stuff. I just yeah. love just absorbing all that stuff. Yeah, I always learn something, too. And, and that's what's exciting about it. And I like that. I love, I love just listening to people. And I will tell you that I am amazed, and you and I have commented about this before, is just how nice everybody is. Mm-hmm. Everybody is We haven't had super... one person be a jerk. I know. Not one. Oh, you know, because I just jinxed it, maybe. No, <laughs> no, we have. No, I don't think I have. It's. It's. We have. Everybody has been really f- delighted to be here, and. And you've, uh, you've met a lot more people in show business than I have. Is it generally the, the case in show business, or are we just lucky? I hate to be Pollyanna about it, but people in show business, as a rule, are nicer than you. And you know what? They're, there's a rule they're nicer than you think they're going to be, like really, really connect with you and yeah. and really grateful for where they are and they, you know, don't, uh, and they, they're very appreciative. But then you get a jerk. Yeah. And when you get a, a jerk in show business, you really got a yeah. jerk. You got a real, I can't even describe it without saying bad words. You got a, <laughs> you got a real live one. The, 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 the thing that I, that, that I think 
is going for it is that most people that are in show business started from nothing. So it's mm -hmm. like they they still feel like they know how it was when they weren't famous. Everybody who's in show business has had some truly scary times. So I think that's good. Yeah. The other thing is that you got to have a pretty good ego to be successful in this business, and you got mm -hmm. that going against you. So it's ego versus... You you, the people who survive it learn their real strength. Your ego is going to crash and burn. You, your ego will never survive it yeah. because you're, you do nothing but get rejected. But you, yeah. Even if you work all the time, most of the time, you get rejected. Right. So you really got to have a strong sense of self. But if it's just your ego, that stuff on top, you know, the, the super superficial stuff, you'll die. You'll crash and burn, and people do. So you have to learn your real. It's kind of like a spiritual path. You have to, you have to dig deep and find your real strength. Otherwise, cool. yeah. And I need to say one. Th I, I get to give one thank you to a guy that's on the podcast with me sometimes, and the editor of the McCarty Met Show, Brad Savage, who you've never met. I've never before. even met you Brad Savage. Met Brad Savage. He's Hi, a Brad guy, Savage. But Brad Savage is a guy that, when I was in high school, he said. Let's drive to California. And I was like, <laughs> we can't drive to California. He said, yes, we can. We have a car. We can yep. drive. And we did it. That's and awesome. And he said, let's start a band. And I said, like, <laughs> I don't know how to play an instrument, and neither do you. And he said, we can learn. We can be a band. <laughs> and we created a band, and we made records. And he is, did the first podcast with me as wow. my first guest. He lives in Michigan, Brad Savage. But just great guys. He's just one of those guys that just will just... Is willing to do anything, take no, mm -hmm. will not take no for an answer. And I love hanging around people like that. That um, you, Give it a shot, yeah. They give it a shot, yeah. and it's like he pushes me a little bit, but mm -hmm. I don't even know that I'm being pushed. Because you're having fun. Because I'm having yeah. fun, mm -hmm. and it's like, we can do this. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so we've done that, and that's why I can ride a unicycle and juggle fire and no do way. podcasts. Oh, no yes. way. Yes, can, can you really? Yes, I can. We're up to our first I commercial see that. break. <laughs> and so we're going to take a commercial break, and then we're going to talk about some, some uh, fun episodes, some people that have been on it. And thank you all for continuing to listen to Rick's Martini Bar. Yes. Let's swing on down to Ricky's Place, where the girls are refined and the men have good taste. And we're back. Welcome to Rick's Martini Bar. I'm sitting here with Jerry McCarty. I'm Kelly Maroney. Jerry, well, this is our 200th anniversary episode. And so you were... You are the person who has been on all 200. all 200 episodes. So I'd like to get your thoughts. I'm going to put my reporter hat on here. Ooh. Jerry, what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Looking back over the show, what, what, what are some things well, that you notice? Some of the highlights... Well, okay. Well, here, I'll, I'll tell you, some of the highlights didn't even happen on the show. Like, one of the highlights, as I've told you before, and I think I've mentioned on the episode, my first concert I ever went to was Kiss when I was 15. I might have been 14 even, but uh, Kiss at Kobo uh, Arena in, or no, Olympia Stadium in Detroit. And we did the podcast. Mm -hmm. I was wearing my red Christmas coat. Mm -hmm. Gene Simmons from Kiss mm -hmm. was at the Beverly Hills Polo Lounge and came up to me and said, nice coat. Uh -huh. And for me, that was just this <laughs> extremely weird moment that this guy who I was 14 or 15 years old sitting back in the bleachers and the upper decks at a hockey stadium watching him play with Kiss and then... Years later, 
he's complimenting me on my red jacket with white fur. Uh-huh. And I was like, that is just like the weirdest thing in the world. And even you, Kelly Maroney, oh, is even I me. Know exactly huh? the, mo- the movie theater, Lakeside mm-hmm. Mall, Universal Cinema, where I saw Night of the Comet. And it's like, mm-hmm. I fast forward and I'm sitting here doing a podcast mm-hmm. with Kelly Maroney. <laughs> crazy. So that part is just extremely weird. I've had a few of those moments too. Like, you know, um, when Kathy Garver was on, I was sitting there with Sissy, who I remember. You, I was sitting there with Sissy, for God's sake. And my, you know, I actually would have, I sent the, her cookbook oh, to, yeah. to my family. She said, oh, You got to get me a cookbook. <laughs> and so it's not just me, it's my whole family. That cool. it, I'm sitting there with Wally Cleaver. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting there with. Um, Oh my gosh! We've had all these guys it's on. Interesting. Yeah, you feel yeah, that yeah. Way. I didn't. I thought I was the only one that. That's why. No. I, I kind of hesitate to bring it up because I'm figuring yeah. like you do. This is your life. No, it's For Chip. <laughs> You're sitting there with Chip. <laughs> okay. Stanley and, Livingston. And another. That's right. Stan Livingston also <laughs> on the show. Yeah. Um, Paul Peterson. But, Paul Peterson mm-hmm. was on the show. But the, one of my another moment not. Uh, captured on the show was uh, Chuck McCann, who was on our yes, Chuck. great guy. I mean, it was a great episode. I loved hearing about him and how he did the high guy yeah. right thing. That was awesome. But the the next, I don't know, week two after that, we took him to uh, Jay Leno's garage, and Jay was working underneath the car. <laughs> that was great. That was great. <laughs> and came out to talk, and those guys hugged it out a little mm-hmm. bit, and uh, it was just cool because mm-hmm. Chuck McCann had done stand up. When Jay Leno was living in his in car, his car, in his car at the comedy club store, comedy uh-huh. store, and it was it was just cool to see those guys reminisce and Chuck McCann just these just these two guys just talking out who you know just to think that Chuck knew him when he was ago. just really struggling and completely broke, and it was also interesting for me to see because I'd only seen Jay Leno. On his show, right. where he's doing the the monologue that's all prepared and everything, I want you to to really know that he he's underneath the car and he gets up and he starts talking to you and it's he's exactly the same way. He's just that quick. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. just as funny. Um, it's not like he's standing up there giving a prepared monologue and right. that's why he's funny. He's like that. Yeah. He just he just got up from the car and started talking like that. And, and he tells a joke. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I had us all laughing just just as though he knew it was coming. Yeah, so that was one of my things. It was just just seeing that thing, which I think probably the same thing. It's like, you know, forty years has gone by. Jay Leno was living in his car. Now he's mm-hmm. this you know retired guy from the Tonight Show, and Chuck, who was probably. On Star, and they were all. It was kind of like the big equalizer. Those two guys are back together, you know. <laughs> so, we're up to our second commercial break. Oh my goodness! We haven't hardly talked about any good shows. I know, but I have a couple that I want to mention. Uh, things that uh, were before Kelly Maroney was here. Oh, the Martini Bar, which she may not know about, but. Uh-oh, are there any ghosts of Rick's Martini Bar future? Oh, yeah. When I've got some, I've got some of that. Rick's Martini Bar. Let's swing on down to Ricky's place. Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste. We are back at Rick's Martini Bar. This is Jerry McCarty here with the lovely Kelly Maroney. Hi. Happy anniversary. We're celebrating the 200th episode of Rick's Martini Bar. It actually occurred before, but 
we, we, we still might do a party, but we were thinking about doing a party. We figured we'd just talk about it now. But anyway. It's evolving. A couple. This is an anniversary of a year for me, but it's <laughs> anniversaries. Jerry was doing this day one. He's the creator. Yeah. So I'm interested in knowing what, what happened before I got here. Okay. Well, a couple things. One of my favorite ones and uh, is uh, one of the guys we had on, this guy. You've never met Pro. I have a friend, Pro, no. who, and, and it, this was cool because I actually got a sitcom read out of it. Which <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. But Pro is the son of the guy that, or the woman that played Walona on Good Times. Oh, my. And so he had this this idea, and, and it, it didn't happen, so I'm going to tell you his idea. I don't think I've signed any uh, non-disclosures, but it's a great... I'll remember a, this the next time. <laughs> a TV show <laughs> called The Bronze with the maid from the Jeffersons, Walona, mm -hmm. his mom, um, Jack Hay from 227, and some other African-American, but they were retired African-American actresses who were all living in a uh, senior center. That's, an, that's a great idea. And I and That's so funny. Anyway, so he, but so he came on uh, to talk about it, and it was going to be on BET, and uh, he brought six pages of notes for himself to do the podcast. Oh, and it was when we used to do it at Rick's bar, at Rick Fremlow's bar, and he laid out all these pages and just started reading. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we were like, no, no, we were no. Trying to ask <laughs> questions about what was going on, and he just did not want to depart from that script. But anyway, he had me. Uh, <laughs> read for the part of the uh, white lawyer who was their business manager lawyer and so I did a table oh, read at cool. BET and uh, it, uh, it was, and I'm sure you've done this before, it was not a very funny script. Oh, <laughs> but 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 everybody was laughing at every mm -hmm. joke uh -huh. around the table uh -huh. even though they probably heard it a million times. You have to, you have to sell it. Yeah. yeah. And so there was like some people from BET there and everybody's like overly laughing at this stuff. And, uh, it was not good, but it was a that's, great experience. It's too me. bad because it's a great idea. I and mean, as you're telling me this story, I'm thinking, you know, it would be really fun to play like one of those clueless white nurses that is, has yeah. no idea how to yeah. behave and, and just always putting her foot in it. Well, you need to get Carol Gottlieb to punch his script up. And he, that's what he does. He'd be happy to do that. Another guest that we had on the show, Carl Gottlieb with Kelly when Kelly was here. Mm -hmm. And he, that was a great show. And it, some, here's what happens on some of them. They go by so fast. We get the second to have them come back. We talked to, we talked to Carl about Jaws mm -hmm. and Smothers Brothers a little mm -hmm. bit. But we, he wrote The Jerk. And yeah. we didn't ask him one question about The Jerk. Well, he said he'd be happy to come back. Cool. That's another thing, too, is everybody always says... Anytime you want me to come back, I want to come back. Yes. Which, and, and the record for coming me, back is Kathy Garber. I, that makes me feel good, though. Yeah. Kathy Garber, mm -hmm. I think, been three, four episodes? No, three. Three. We okay. cut her off after three. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but she was a good guest. And, and, and actually, I do want to have her back again because... So we go to lunch, too, and we talk about the... We have conversations. Mm -hmm. But she... Uh, uh, she was at UCLA the same time as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and they knew each other. And she's 5'1", <laughs> and he's 7 feet tall. Well, they didn't date. They didn't date, but, but, but that they were <laughs> both. But he, they, she said they knew each other pretty well because yeah. they were both kind of celebrities. Yeah. And that they 
kind of hung out together. And yeah. Just, it, Why is it weird that they're different heights? I'm not following. I just, I just, <laughs> just think it's just this. I don't know. It just is. I just want to hear about this. I, I mean, imagine they would have gotten some looks. I don't know. Sissy and. Why? I, Kareem Abdul Jabbar hanging out together. You know, I'm shorter than you are, and you're a little bit on the tall side, yeah, and I'm, I'm short. Nobody, I don't think it's. It's lifestyle, too. It's like, it's like if you had um, somebody really super. Like the odd couple, you're saying. Yeah. It's just weird to like see them the together. Like it would be like if you had um, Andre the Giant, the wrestler, hanging out with. Um, yeah. Mikhail Barishnikov. Yeah. Meryl Streep hanging out with. Um, yeah. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Right. <laughs> it would be like I'd, I'd like that actually. That'd be funny. <laughs> but it was. I was just. I. I would like to ask her questions about that. Uh, but anyway. But that was. A, that was a great episode. And like you mentioned. Uh, I was just messing with you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> and, He's looking uh, at me like, "What's your problem?" No, 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 no. <laughs> and, and, and then and. Uh, Kristen DeBell. Yes, she's lovely. She was great. And, and sometimes I make a friend because of that. Like, I didn't know her before I asked, invited her to be on the show. Really? And now we're friends, yeah. I mean, you know, we're not bosom buddies, but now we're friends. And she's, I, I, I'll tell you what, I, and you know more about Hollywood than me, so you can answer me if I'm on the right track here, but she's somebody that is just still very stunning, very mm-hmm. sharp, very with it. I mean... <laughs> She's very with it. She's not that old. <laughs> no, 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 no. What, what I'm saying is that why I, 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 people in Hollywood got to be mm-hmm. so stupid to not recognize when they have people that are, are around and seasoned and professionals and they don't use them. Yeah. Yes. I mean, she mm-hmm. she has she she's she's doing a movie right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she should be. Yeah. But But it's like I'm sure that they can get. I'm sure she asked gets got asked for a lot of parts to play the same thing over and over and over again but to do something different i mean i just got the feeling that she could do a lot more mm-hmm. than, than everybody can yeah. it's just there's it's hollywood is so marketing right. now that they just pick the easiest thing mm-hmm. because People they're afraid to lose money. any money they thought well nobody will pay to see that so what do we already know they'll pay to see right. and then they just keep shoving the same thing at the audience it's but how does but Betty White, who had this career as being a really mm-hmm. nice person, mm-hmm. super. Then she did Sue Ann Niven, mm-hmm. being, uh, which is sexy, fun, yeah. Whatever, and then she was the dumb old woman, the hair-brained old person on Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. The and bimbo. Now she's the <laughs> sex-crazed grandmother on everything. Now she get, but she's had these. Doesn't right. stop her. No, I mean a lot of people are masters at reinventing themselves, like yeah. Madonna. Oh yeah. Cher, people who are. You know, pretty consistently icons in the public eye. They reinvent all the time. Right. And it's really smart. But Leslie Nielsen. Exactly. actor for all his career and then the mm-hmm. last 20 years did nothing but screwball. Right. And, you know, he said when, in an interview one time, they asked him, what did you do? To, what, how did you make that flip? And he said, I'm not doing anything different. Wow. <laughs> okay. Here's, okay. Here's a question. Then I'll, I'll give you my answer first, and then you can give me yours. But most person we've met who you feel is the most comfortable in their own skin. Oh. And mine is somebody that you didn't, you weren't here for. Would be uh, Billy Moomy. Although you, he, you were at our. Uh, I was at the party. You were at the party where he was at and played guitar, but uh, the things that I just—he was like a guy that when I met, I just like. Everything about him. He t- he told me that he um, 
in we talked about doing lots of different things. He played guitar with America, mm-hmm. the band for, after Lost in Space. He toured with them. He said he got to be friends with Jonathan Harris, who was Dr. Smith, because they would do all these signings mm-hmm. for Lost in Space. And he said, we just started hanging out together, and That's it cool. was a blast. That's he cool. was just like this Shakespearean actor who just was just this really fun guy. And, and, and he does, he's the announcer on Annie Biography. And so he's just a guy that does a ton of stuff. He's just super comfortable in his own skin. Mm-hmm. I asked him to come to that anniversary party and ask if he'd want to play guitar with Bob Cowsill. Yeah. Sure, I'll be there. <laughs> so he he's just super comfortable, super happy to talk about Lost in Space mm-hmm. or play guitar or right. talk about anything. You know? right. Just a cool guy. Anybody kind surprise of. you? Um, I was surprised that Tony Dow was so arty. So arty? Oh, I, I know you him, do. so that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's cheating just, on my part. Just a, I, didn't, I had no idea that he was an artist and just very into that. And, or, or one of your other co-stars, Robert Romanos. I was going to say, when I was, I was leaning towards saying um, Robert Romanos, I thought was most down-to-earth, com- really? comfortable with who he was. Yeah. But you know, it's it's hard because I, I I don't think we really had anybody on who I thought was really uncomfortable or was trying to be some. There, there, nobody was trying to be somebody they weren't. No, no, no. Uh-uh. True, true. Guess what? We're at the end of our time. That's ridiculous. I that, know. Was, that was that. So yeah. So I say that all episodes. the time. It's always true. <laughs> two hundred episodes. I got to thank Rick Farmelo, Amanda Raymond, who who. Were on the show, did a great job. Some of our other Grant Anderson. There's a guy that mm-hmm. was on the show that he's like this producer of the CSI franchise, and he came on to talk about the Andy Griffith show. With that's him. so cool because <laughs> he likes. He's a big fan of the. Well, Andy that's Griffith another show. thing too is you just never know. It's a like Chuck McCann. You know, all of a sudden, all the stuff about Laurel and Hardy right. is his passion, and Stan Laurel was was a mentor, yeah, right. and all this stuff that you would never connect the dots with. That is the weakness of talk shows today, is they don't talk to people. They no, they only the show p- the clip. They pitch whatever it is they're selling. Tell That's the only reason they're there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we let them talk and yeah. tell about how they started, what they did when they were yeah. kids. Back in the olden days, people were, uh, were guests on the shows because they were good guests, yeah. and they had them back all the time because the, the host counted on them to come on and be a good guest, and now unless you're selling something, you're not on. Well, we've had, I've been lucky enough to have 200 good guests. And uh, so, four. Jerry, I have to say thank you. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have this at all. Thank you, Jerry. We'll do lots more. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. And I've got some great ideas. You know, one of the things that I do, I have to say this before we close out, is I always sit down and think, who can I get to be on the show that's going to blow Jerry's mind? <laughs> Who's he a really big fan of? Who can I, who, like, I, I wait for his eyes to pop out, you know, when I tell him. And, and so that's, that's my goal. That's my quest uh, is to find people that are going to blow Jerry's mind. <laughs> so for Kelly Maroney, this is Jerry McCarty. And thanks to you for listening to the show. And we hope to see you for the next 200 episodes yes. here at Rick's Martini Bar. Let's swing on down to Ricky's place Where the girls are refined And the men have good taste A subtle joke, a touch of class Bought in a tall martini glass Let's swing on down to Ricky's down